And we are back, and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy. What's up, y'all? It's India. Hey, India, how you doing? You know, I'm I'm making it. So um on Friday, August twelfth, little Jasmine Nicole Mitchell made it into this world. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now a father of two. I well, am three. You gotta include Rocco. It came to get the child. <laughs> the, origi- the original child is Rocco. Um yes. but yeah, it's it's great. Um I'm glad she's here. She's chubby. She's eating really, really well. So that's what we love. Um, Trey wasn't quite as ambitious with the eating, so we're glad that she's not having any problems with that. Um, You know, we we finally got home from the hospital um, on Monday, so Mm -hmm. I finally had a good night's sleep on Monday. So I feel much better. Good. Um, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Man. On fumes. I was straight sleep deprived. Let me tell you something. I was, uh, cause of course, Heather is the only one that can feed her. You know, I don't, you know, she has the breast. I do not. So she's, right. she it does the feeding. feeding her yet. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she feeds her. And then she, I, you know, I did all while in the hospital, I did all the changes. Mm-hmm. And then if she wouldn't go to bed, I was the one that kind of, I stayed up with her while Heather would rest. Mm-hmm. Um, most of, but yeah, of course, you know, if she, if she screamed loud enough, Heather would get up because that meant probably she wants to eat. So, right. and, um, but the one night I was sitting up with her, she wasn't screaming, but she just wouldn't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. She would just, you know, she just wanted me to hold her. So I'm like holding her. I literally was having dreams while I was awake. Like, what? like literally I was hallucinating it. Cause I was so tired. Yes. I was like seeing things. And so finally she went to sleep and I, and after that, I might've still gotten only, you know, two hours, but mm-hmm. let me tell you, it, uh, being sleep deprived is not, not a, not a great thing, but now that we're home, it's a, yes. a whole lot better. Yeah. A whole lot better. So we're, we're very Fine. happy. And, um, um, one more thing. I just wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me. I just wanted to say thank you to all the, you know, well wishes and the, yes. you know, congratulations that we received, you know, through social media or by text or by phone, you know, so thank you all. Yes, I was gonna say I'm so glad that everything it was a good, safe delivery and mm. positive experience. You know, I sometimes I was telling um someone the other day, I think us in the States, we romanticize having a baby and we don't understand how much it puts on a woman's body and how much it is on men as well, or whatever your your partner is or whatever your or your support is. It's a lot. Like you being sleep deprived, Heather going through her process of giving birth and you know, all of those things. So it's definitely a miracle and a beautiful thing where you can come on the other side and feel like you're human again. <laughs> yes, it, it is. I mean, you know, of course, she's, she's she's only a few days old, so we got a long way to go, but, yeah. you know, I'm glad we, you know, we made it to this point. And <laughs> Trey, um, I think he was a little disappointed because, of course, we told him, you getting a sister, you know, sister's in, in mom's belly. So he understood that something was coming. Yeah. But I think he was a little disappointed that she can't play. Cause he was like, well, can she walk? No, right. she can't walk. Can she crawl? No, no, she can't crawl. Because so was that like, meeting? Was the meeting the first meeting of Trey and the baby? How did that go? I mean, it was very anticlimactic, which I, I figured it would be. Cause you know, Trey's very much a check you out type of person. Trey's kind of going to look at you and see what's up, and that's kind of what he was doing, like yeah. checking her out. But I think in his world, he thought he was going to get a ready made 
playmate. Yeah. Like because he's actually out of all of his cousins, most of the time he's the youngest person there. So he's okay. not used to having somebody younger than him around. Everybody else is usually older and mm-hmm. bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. So he's used to that. Even with, you know, his his friends um, or Heather's friends that have kids or my friends that have kids, they're all older. So that's yeah. what he's used to. So I think he was a little taken aback that. So we can't go out and play. We can't run together. I said, not yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me, it's coming. That's good because when she gets to the point where she is walking, he'll be what five or so. Yeah, so he'll like by the time probably by the time he's six, you know, she'll be about three. So that'll mm-hmm. probably be the time when they'll really be able to actually play yeah. together. But you know, by then he'd be like, I don't want to play with this baby. So who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? But um, you know, I just kind of keep expressing to him, hey, you're the big brother. You you know, you got to take care of your sister. Um, and you know, you got to love her up, but I, I think he's getting there. I think he's getting there. Cause when he comes home, like he came home today and he was like, where's sister, let Aww. me see sister, you know? So we, we she, he, he's definitely getting there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, exciting, exciting. So how do you feel about, um, having a newborn in marathon training? What's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's of course, I think uh, with parenthood as well as with marathon training, your mind um, kind of blacks out the bad parts. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I probably didn't realize, you know, how hard it was going to be. But, uh, you know, I just got to get up early and, and, you know, do my thing. It won't be any afternoon runs. And on the weekends, you know, I, I can do my long runs. She'll, she'll be all right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> she'll be all right so and and honestly it's 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 less about because she's a you know it's more about you know like you said staying all up late probably if she doesn't want to go to bed or anything like that mm-hmm. but as far as like having to do a lot of stuff it's more like trey's age that i have to worry about because trey want to run around he wants to play right. he wants me to do things mm-hmm. and you know she's not she could care less if i move around she really just wants to lay on my chest and go back to sleep most of the time yeah. so I think that'll be great point, it's you running on low low hours especially yeah you have to get up every couple hours with heather um to feed and help and all that stuff i know that that every every couple hours yeah it's every three between um one and a half and three hours that you want to feed mm-hmm. you know each time so but we good. We got it. So right. <laughs> we, we should, we, this, you know, it's our second time. So, you know, we good. <laughs> I was about to say, you got a lot of confidence. I'm here for you. I'm yeah. Here for well, you. you know, honestly, let me tell you something. Cause before Trey, even though I have nieces and nephews and, co- you know, small cousins, I really didn't interact like that. Like with when they were baby babies, you know what I mean? Like picking them up, changing diapers, stuff like that. Now, dude, Trey is good. Look, if you want training for having a kid, let me know. I'll send Trey over. Cause Trey gonna train you up for whatever's right. coming. So I feel like if I can handle Trey, I can handle anything. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I I totally understand it, and I'm sure I'll be coming to you for some tips whenever it's my time. So we can know how to figure it out. Every baby is different too. So yes. That's, that's yes. That's definitely yeah. correct. Every every baby is different. Trust me. Um. Indy, you will have no shortage of advice because everybody want to tell you what to do. <laughs> When it, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it come to babies, which I appreciate. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate because, like you said, every baby is different. So you try everything. Like, if you're having a problem, you try every, If somebody tells you, well, try this, try that. You try everything because you never know what's going to work. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where 
it's like sometimes you get inundated with a lot of information and sometimes, you know, you're like, okay, okay. I know I said I wanted some information, but that's <laughs> it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, like said, every baby's different. I yeah. One parents, their children differently. And I'm learning that with my friends that have kids. Like, yeah. Even when I look after their child, I'm like, okay, I wouldn't do it like this or I, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, you can't tell nobody how, how to raise their children, you know? So exactly. And also, you know, when you babysitting, that's you babysitting. You, you mm-hmm. when you're done, you hand the child back. Right. When you're somebody that got to be around that child constantly, you may do things a little different because I'm constantly having to be around this this kid. It's same thing. Like my sister came up and kept Trey, and my sister has two girls of her own. She has five grandchildren between you know her two girls, so she's around. She's been around the kids a lot, and mm-hmm. you know she's and she's a nurse. She's a nurse practitioner, so you know. She so I trust anything that she says, but like with Trey, they give you all these warnings that like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And my sister's like, What? Yeah, do that. <laughs> you know, she's like, if it works, do it. It's you know, you you're fine. So, like you said, everybody does things different, but I, I trust people who have raised kids that hey, you, you'll keep my child alive. So I, right. I, I'll go with I'll go with whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Now, now to bring it back to running, both because uh, you know, of course, Heather is chomping at the bit to to you know she's ready to get back on that peloton. You know, she, of course, she has weeks before she'll be able to do anything like that. But right, she's chomping at the bit, you know, to get back on the peloton. She's chomping at the bit to go running. I was like, oh, cool. So you can you can go ahead and push little Jasmine in the uh in the running stroller. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I don't know. Neither one of us really took to the running stroller. I go lie to you. We were like, mm, you know, don't save it and hand it down to me when it's my time. Okay? Oh, have, we have no problem because <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, it's less about the the effort to do it is more mm-hmm. about having a place to do it that you feel safe, you know, yeah. pushing it. That's really more what our problem was. So neither one of us really got into it too much. So when I told her, she was like, mm, nah, I probably won't be doing that either. So, right. Unfortunately, but yeah, no problem. Hey, when it's your turn, let, let us know. Let, if, <laughs> let, let, let me know what you want to do. And I, so I can go ahead and videotape you doing, uh, pushing, them right. damn, <laughs> pushing them damn I strollers. Say <laughs> I say that now, but we'll see. Um. <sighs> anyway. Oh, so now of course you talked about, you know, NYC marathons coming up. We both received the email, um, for, I guess it was three things. It was for bid pickup, transportation to the start line and i guess whether you want to use the um bag check yeah the bag drop um so i'm using the bag drop um just because i there'll be nobody coming with me yeah so i'm gonna use the bag drop i set up my um i set up my uh bib pickup for saturday morning um, but I'm still undecided on the uh, how I'm getting to the start line. What about you? So I am not doing bag bag drop because Braxton will be in New York with me. Um, mm-hmm. So anything I need, I can just grab from him. Um, so I today today the day that we're recording this video is the day that we can start putting in our elections for those three things that Tommy just listed. And I literally selected i've changed my mind three times so the (laughs) options for getting to the starting line are taking a bus taking the ferry or you figure out your own transportation and obviously figuring out your own transportation is the bad worst way to go because streets get blocked you know i'm saying all of that stuff and new york driving and traffic is already a mess 
Yeah. So you're, the starting line is in Staten Island. And for anyone that has run New York City Marathon, please drop us some comments. Let yes. us know. Um, because, I mean, I've read a lot of posts. I'm in about three Facebook groups for the New York City Marathon. So there's opinions being thrown all over the place. But I initially was going to take the bus. Okay, because the Midtown I heard bus. That, that was the less um, strenuous of the process, less of a time commitment of of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the bus pickups are as early as five o'clock or five ish o'clock in the morning to like six thirty in the morning. I think it's like the latest. Yeah. However, I know that my corral is probably not going to start until 11, 10 30 or 11 because I'm mm-hmm. a back of the packer. So if you are running a 10 minute mile or late or, or um, 10 minute mile or more, more than likely your corral, you're going to be in the last wave and that wave does not start until 11 or 1130. So mm. if I take a seven o'clock bus, I'm going to be sitting for three or so hours waiting on my corral to go. And that's mm. what I'm trying to prevent. So, because it's not fun, it, it potentially could be super cold, which True. You, know, you have a lot of layering. You know, the food that you may have eaten before you left is now a little bit more digest. So you might want to need to eat again. I know that there's porta potties and everything there, but using a bathroom, like it's just, you know, if we're standing around, you're either making conversations with people, you're on your phone, but now you need five, six hours a phone battery for when you get to the end so that you can connect or figure out where you need to go, get an Uber, whatever it is. So I think that all of those things need to be taken into account. So I initially said the bus because I heard it was the easiest, but then as I thought about it, I'm like, I really don't want to be standing around at the starting line for hours. So I transitioned over to the ferry, but I changed that twice as far as the time. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm doing the ferry at 830, which will give me about an hour and a half of transport getting over there. So that means I might end up starting. I might end up waiting around for maybe an hour and then I can take off, which is what ideally I would like to do. Gotcha. Well, um, I was looking at the ferry, too. Just because I think I'm gonna be staying in on near Wall Street, okay, um, which is not far. Like literally, I could probably uh, walk to the ferry um, okay. from from where I'm gonna be staying. So that's why I was thinking about it. But I'm kind of you know, look, I'm not from New York. I, there are no ferries in um, Atlanta, Georgia, so okay. I don't know how I feel about getting on a ferry okay. um, first thing in the morning. But you know, I'm I'm gonna take a look at it. But my plan, because I kind of figured like what you were talking about, that that lag time from the time you get to the start line to when your corral is actually going. Mm-hmm. So I plan on preparing more for that. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a cheap chair um, that I don't mind throwing away. Um, so I'll have some place to sit. Um, what You know, I might actually, you know, if they let me, I'll bring a bag because also you need to get there. Well, you're not using the bag drop. I am. So I, I need to get there early so I can drop my, you know, drop my stuff off. Mm-hmm. Um, but my plan is to just make myself as comfortable as possible throughout that wait. Um, yeah. And then, you know, move from there. I'm just praying it won't be too cold because, uh, yeah. of course, I'll layer up and then just kind of throw stuff off um, yeah. <laughs> as we go. They do pick up the clothes that are shedded and they donate them. Um, and then once you drop your bag, they bust it back to the start line. So there's options. I just know that I'm just thinking about my body cramping up or getting tired. You know what I mean? Like the whole process of getting up several hours before you get started. Yeah. 
Um, and waiting around is just something that I, it just is not very appealing to me. Um, I've been on the ferry before and it wasn't that bad. I heard it definitely, I mean, it's definitely pretty. You get to see um, Statue of Liberty and all that good stuff. So it's yeah. you know, very good to see that. Uh, but I guess it's just the wait time piece that you have to really figure out, you know, what you want to do. So, well, you know what? And honestly, I go lie. When I think of a ferry going to the New York City Marathon start line, I think of the MARTA going to the Peachtree start line and everybody all crash. Oh, it's going to be cramped. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I, and I don't, I don't think I want to do that on the, on the high sea. That's, okay. you know, so that's why I'm thinking, you know, I might go ahead and, and, and just take the midtime bus and, you know, bite the bullet on, yeah. you know, the lag time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cramped. I thought about that when I was walking earlier before we got on here, I was like, Ooh, I would really have to mask up and stuff. Cause it is, it's going to be tight. It's yeah. going to be tight. Um, especially with the lat the latter time. So, yep. So it's pros and cons. I mean, you have time to switch it, um, to, I think we have until September to, 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 to make your changes. However, mm-hmm. um, depending upon if slight slots are still open. I mean, a lot of people got in today that are aware, like, you know, to that they're able to change it, but, um, you, you know, depending upon if slot availabilities are there. So, but it's a good yeah. time. You get to pick your expo time as well. Yeah. Uh, we're flying in early Friday morning. So we'll go to drop off our bags at our hotel while we wait on check-in and then go to the expo. And then hopefully by the time we do that, we'll be able to check into our hotel. So, because Saturday I would really love to leave open for us to do some, you know, exploring if we needed to a little bit, not too much because, you know, you want to save your legs for Sunday. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but there's still the opportunity to to do a little bit maybe early in the morning. So yeah, my plan because like I'm flying in early on Saturday, okay. um, Saturday morning, and I'm just gonna like you said just go to the expo. Mm-hmm. Um, once it opens, get my bib. I'm I mean I'm interested to see what their expo looks like. I'm not a huge expo person, um, okay. but I've de- of course it's the New York City Marathon, so I'm truly interested to see um, what their expo is. Um, yeah. you know I wonder if they're gonna have that that treadmill that everybody runs on to try to run as fast yeah. as get Jogi. Cause mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I want to fall off of that. I want to do that. I want so. to <laughs> f- fall off of that. I want to be able to, you know, have a video of me falling off of that. So I'll probably do that. But, um, my plan is, you know, hit the expo. And then after that, just go to my hotel and get in the bed and, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm, I'm done for the day. Um, my plan for the race, once again, since I'm, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'll end up seeing, you know, people I know, you know, like yourself mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But my plan is, since I, I don't really have a support team, is I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to the medical tent after the race just to, you know, maybe get an IV or something just so because, you know, it's going to be getting back to your hotel, that kind of thing, because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I'm going to have to take the subway back. I don't want to be the guy that can't stand up on the subway because his legs you know, have cramped up yeah. um, after running this marathon. So uh, that that's kind of my plan right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully so. you won't be too bad of a condition to where you can, you know, you won't have to get into that medical tent and they'd be like, okay, we got to take you in the ambulance. <laughs> well, I just remember, I remember running, like Savannah wasn't as bad, but I remember when I ran Chicago, I was bad. I cramped up and that's a, you know, pretty flat course. Mm-hmm. I cramped up really, really bad at the end to the point, you know, Heather was calling me because she was there calling me like to see where I was. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, stop calling me. I'm cramping. I'm right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
Um, so I just prepare myself to, you know, cause I probably, that one, that's what I should have done. I should have gone to the medical tent and let them give me some kind of IV. Cause you mm-hmm. know, from what I hear that really, really helps in those situations. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And have the hydration for, have whatever you needed. I know that there's been times that I was like that, even after long runs to where I'm like, okay, I just need to get a quick protein in me, quick electrolytes in me. And it helps to really rejuvenate. So yeah. Making sure that it maybe your drop bag can have those things in it, so whenever yeah. you run, it's ready to go. So exactly. The only scared. thing is, you you gotta you gotta get to the drop bag. Right. <laughs> you that's know, you grab it. You can't because, to get. So that's what I be like. I don't have anybody to bring me anything, so yes. I gotta kind of you know figure it out. I I mean, because I remember doing a twenty mile run, like I ran from my house here in Tucker down to you know where the Midtown Station is. Um, yeah. For Marta, that's basically twenty miles from my house mm-hmm. so that was one of my long runs and i i never forget this i got to there's a bench right in front of the martyr station i could mm-hmm. i couldn't move for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. i just had to sit there because my body would not let me stand up right and, you know go so that's why you know i want to make sure i'm prepared for any you know any contingency yeah and just keep us on speed dial put breakfast on speed dial because <laughs> he'll be the one that has some juice i might not have no juice on my phone but now, is Braxton going to do, because I remember we followed you, um, I hooked up with your team when you were in Chicago that time, so mm-hmm. is Braxton going to basically do that? He's going to kind of follow you through the course? Or can I he do that in New York? I don't know. I think he's a little, he's not really, I don't think he wants to do the whole jumping subway thing and figuring mm. that out. Um, I gotcha. That's not really his style, so mm-hmm. he might just plop in an area but it also depends on who else is spectating um yeah. i know one of my friends uh i know january kelvin's more than likely going so trying to figure out who else is spectating that is with you know a group of my friends maybe he can tag along with them and feel more yeah. comfortable and not just doing it himself yeah um, because i think it'll be a lot but i also am trying to get him to understand he's going to be out there for well, i mean yeah. he will have time to go back home and probably take go back to the hotel and probably nap and then come back out, and I'm still going to be running. You know what I'm saying? Braxton, so, I understand it's going to be time, Braxton. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Stay on the course, <laughs> brother. Stay on. I mean, of course, like because like once we, they, we turn into Manhattan, mm-hmm. you know, he might be able to follow you around, but you're, he, he, yeah, it'd probably be pretty hard um, to do it from borough to borough. Yes. You know, yeah. that that might be pretty hard. So, and I know some people that are doing cheer stations. So maybe I'll just connect him to certain cheer stations. I don't want him out there by himself. Um, just cause I don't, I don't, I don't think he wants to be, he already, so the cheer atmosphere is not really his job. Like he's like, you know, <laughs> going to cheer on races. I mean, he does oh it because God. it's me, but he's not, you know, he doesn't no cowbell out there. Braxton. I man, Braxton, I better see you with a damn cowbell. This is a world major, young man. You need to be out there cheering. Yeah, and playing be around. Because obviously, I mean, he's excited, and you know. I mean, I understand where he's coming from because yeah. I'm not really that person either. But you know, of course, you know Heather did it for me, so of course I had to do it for her. Right, exactly. You know. So I'm excited. He'll be out there, but as as far as as what extent it will be unsure. So. Yeah, I got we'll you. See, we'll see what that's gonna look like. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm, excited. Don't worry. I'm I'm gonna put together a map for him and I'll send it to him. Don't worry. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, okay, you can start you can start here, take the F train over here, and then <laughs> <you> can... <laughs> Right. Exactly. I, I feel like if someone was to give him those detailed directions, he would probably do it. But as far as the effort <laughs> of trying to figure all of it out, I don't know if he would. 
But yeah, I think if you hook him up with some other people that are out there cheering, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. So have a good old good old time. Now, this being, you know, the the episode where my daughter was born, I wanted to talk about another young lady that is tearing up the track and field 400 hurdles. Mm-hmm. When I, I mean, and honestly, I, you know, I noticed her in the Olympics because it was a showdown between her and who the young lady that was already the the uh, queen of the 400 hurdles. Um, so I'm talking about Sydney McLaughlin. Is that am I saying it right? McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's only um, 22 years mm-hmm. old. This young lady has broken the world record four times since June of 2021. Four mm-hmm. times. Now, the and and the reason this is so amazing, I mean, people talk about this like it is like um when Bomb Beeman beat the uh world record in the long jump. As in mm-hmm. that's how incredible the stuff that she's doing. Um she's a she holds the world record of course. She's an Olympic champion from Tokyo and now she's the world uh champion um in these past world championships that took place in uh in Oregon. And if you did not see this race, this she had a plan from like the get go. Um, if you're familiar with track and field, of course, you know, they start on a stagger because, you know, it's round. Um, so they start on a stagger. But usually you don't make up the stagger until you're kind of turning for home. Like after right. you finish that second curve, she had picked up the stagger before basically right after she met, got out of that first curve. Mm-hmm. She'd already hit, picked up the stagger. And I mean, literally, unless she fell, the race was over. The right. only thing you, we were worried about at that point is, is she going to break her world record? Which mm-hmm. she did. So the current world record is at 50 seconds, 50.6 seconds. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, I ran the 400 in high school and our fastest guy, he might have run a 49. But very few of us would now this is not the hurdle. This is without the hurdles. This is just running the 400. Right. You know, he might have had a 49. That's the fastest guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the the time she's running is ridiculous. Yeah, she's she's definitely amazing. She's very humble about her 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 um what's the word? Her victories. Um and she's just really about doing the work, putting the work in, um, and giving grace to God for completing it. And she just keep moving. She moves on. Like you don't see her in the, in the news about things. And she's recently married and doing her own thing. So it's just really good to see amazing individuals um, and women just out here crushing it. Um, I just feel like on the women's side, the track and field world, is just, it's booming. And it, I just feel like it just keeps getting better and better. Yes. And, and an- another thing about this is, so, you know, we we speak about, oh, this is something we'll never see again. Oh, this is this is the mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be years before we see someone that does stuff like this. Um, but the young lady that she beat in the Tokyo Olympics, um, uh, Muhammad, she's also, you know, um, American. She also runs for the United States. Um, she had broken the world record twice also before. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLaughlin came along so it's just incredible that these two young ladies are in the sport at the same time and honestly I think 
next year we're going to really see some battles between them because actually Muhammad, um, she had COVID. I want to say they said she had COVID twice mm-hmm. um, and she's been injured. So she really wasn't top, top. Mm-hmm. Not to say that she would have won if she was, but she wasn't top, top. So I'm interested to see what these both these ladies do in next season. Definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to it because I feel like things are just are only going up. So, yes. yeah, yeah, she's she's incredible. So I, I'm looking forward to. I mean, it's you know, of course, you know, more than you know, so many years away. But I'm I'm looking forward to her next Olympics as well. For sure. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Me too. Well, since you are, um, I know we talked about in New York a little bit, but how are your long runs going, Tommy? Like, um, done, okay. I'm not getting a whole lot. I mean, uh, I haven't gotten a whole lot done, but, um, I did sign up for the 20k for the ATL relay. Um, Yay! because I have a, I have a, that that's exactly how far I'm supposed to run that day, 12 okay. miles or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. so that's what I'll be doing. And, you know, Tess said she's given the big medal for the 20k. So yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. And this is her last year doing that race. So yeah. That's what I heard. Well, I will see you out there. I'm really excited about it. We're doing the relay, but I'm excited to to see everybody that's going to be participating. Yeah, yeah. I talked to uh, Mark Monroe. He hit me up um, actually when I was pulling into the hospital. Um, but he hit me up, and he he didn't know it was the last one. So he said, yeah, I got to sign up. So he'll probably run the 10K, Coach yeah. Mark Monroe. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, speaking of long runs, this past weekend was my first weekend that I did – let's just say first and last (laughs) that I did not do a long run. So I did not do a long run this past weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it either. It was, I scheduled myself to have a pull. I I randomly scheduled myself to do pullback weeks. So there, and it's not a taper, but it's just weeks that I pull back on mileage and then I ramp back up again. And that's just to allow my body and my mind to get a little bit of a rest through marathon training because marathon training can be, or is, it's a lot. It's a lot it's, of your body. It's a, whole, it's a lot of your mind. It's a whole, whole bunch if you did not know. <laughs> yes, it is a lot. So for people that have not run a marathon, it's a lot. So I did not do a long run this weekend. I did run um, this weekend, but I did not do... I had eight on the books, and I did not do my eight. But I literally... Well, let's just say this. On Friday, I was supposed to run it because I was off for the weekend. Mm. So on Friday, I, I woke up, and your girl woke up earphones not charged, watch not charged. And I was like, scratch the day. Like, I was like, there's no way. Like, I'm just conditioned to always run with me. I run with music. Like, that's just kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Even if I tune it out, the fact that it's there is something that I, and it's an, whatever, however you want to say, maybe addiction, whatever you want to call it. Now, wait a minute. But, Do you run with music through a whole marathon? Um, It's on. I usually, when I'm around... When when crowds crank up, I usually have one earbud out or I put it on. Okay, I got you. I like to hear the energy of the crowd, mm-hmm. but if it's getting tough, I'll turn it on and go. So it's usually just one click of a button and my music is back on. I got um, you. And so I remember when I ran Chicago, both of my Chicago's, I didn't have the music on. I don't. Okay. Think. And I also my first one, I was running with someone, and then my second one, it was there, but I think I drowned it out. But when I went through busy areas of tra- of like crowds, I paused it. I got you. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's so good. I didn't do that, and then my Garmin was was dead, and I'm just like, I were I'm one of those people that I 
cannot like my run <laughs> need to be tracked, especially a long run. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. my run <laughs> and I don't know how, like, I think because the night before, first of all, I was off schedule. Like, you know, usually I do my runs on a Saturday, not a Friday. Um, but I was off schedule and usually the night before I lay my clothes out, I plug everything up. I didn't do anything Thursday night. And mm-hmm. so that's what screwed me up. So I was like, forget it. And then on Saturday, I ended up running with Ayana, one of my friends. We went through, to a new park and I got my miles in. Um, and then Sunday, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get up Sunday and do it. And I just literally woke up Sunday and didn't feel like it. Like I just literally felt Man. tired. And I said, India, you need to listen to your body. Don't push it. Cause I just felt like, I don't know if you've ever had these mornings, but you feel like if you was to go out and run, you know it's going to be a not so great run or you're just not going to feel comp- like you're not going to feel good if you're going to be complaining the whole time and it's just going to be a yeah. long two hours whatever yeah. your time is going to be and so I was like I'm really not trying to put my body through that and what we're going to do is just go rest today and so I chalked <laughs> it up and I said we're just going to chalk up this weekend um, but make sure that I'm back at it next week so I'm looking forward to it this weekend I have a wedding to go to but I'm pivoting again so Friday I'll be doing my long run which should be interesting. We're wearing heels on Saturday, but we don't mm. out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, of course, we've all felt like that. Like woke yeah. up and like, dude. Especially like, like you said, with the electronics. I've had that with the the headphones because I wear the buds. Um, yeah, you got to charge them up. And I've had it where I put them in, and literally it'll be like five percent. I'm like, ah, oh. right. And, you know, like yeah, five percent is not going to make it through this run. So yeah. usually I just I just don't even put them in. I'll just try to do it without. Yeah. Them. But yeah, without the Carmen though, Garmin tells you whether you run it or not. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that part, that part, that part. So yes. But yeah, speaking of that, so tell me, how do you not how do you fuel? But I am currently coaching a client right now to her first marathon. I'm really excited for her because she's crushing her training. Mm. Um. But she is at a place where she needs to increase her intake of fluids during her run. So I always recommend I always recommend my clients to sip every 15, like literally just a sip, not a gulp, but a sip every 15. And then as you take your gels, get you a good, you know, a, a gulp in to wash it down, which mm-hmm. usually gels are every 30 to 45 minutes to an hour, depending upon the person and kind of how they're fueling before. Mm-hmm. But she currently runs with a waist belt. And so the conversation that we last had was about as she increases, the waist belt containers are not going to be big enough for for maybe a 18 or a 17. Like she's getting into her double digit miles already. Yeah. She's in Chicago. And so I'm yeah. like, okay, you you need to increase increase it. So of course for me, I gave her the options. I said you can either get a a hydration pack or hydration vest which is what i have i have a nathan hydration vest Mm -hmm. um she can stash her bottles depending upon the route that she goes on some people feel comfortable enough to put their bottles in certain bushes or whatever but i know that she also runs with people that they don't do the same route all the time so stashing may be a little hard yeah or design your route around (laughs) gas stations or water fountains to where you can refill Mm -hmm. um and those were kind of the options that I had or having support on your route, which that is usually limited for some people, but some people can do it. What do you usually do when you get into your higher digit miles to hydrate? 
Oh, I, I always run along major roads. So I'm it's a store where I can like if I need okay. to buy Gatorade or yeah. or um get, uh, you know, like you said, a gas station where I can buy something. Cause I don't I don't the only time I run where I'm not around stuff like that would be like Silver Comet. You know, right. where you don't have the option to like run over to a store too often. Besides mile four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's only like one place that you can do that. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. I plan my route so I will have hydration along the way. Yeah. So I, so for my first two marathons, um, with my first marathon, I trained heavy on Silver Comet. Um, but I did have, so I scheduled it to where, cause mile 4.2 is where you can go to a gas station and there's a water mm -hmm. fountain. And then at mile 10, you can file, you can, if you start at zero mile 10, it's like 9.8 slash mm -hmm. mile 10. Yeah. There's a water fountain there. Um, so when I was training for my initial marathon, that's where I would do our refuel there, but that still is a good amount of time in between. So between four and 10, you got those miles and hopefully you have enough. Um, so that was one thing that I would do. And then I will also, like you said, just running on the streets to where I can stop at a gas station. Um, this most recent one, when I was doing long runs last year, I ended up buying the Nathan vest. And it is a huge transition. Like it's something that like to carry water on your back or mm -hmm. the, for me as a well-endowed woman, having the bottles in the front, it is a huge adjustment. And it also pulls more on your back and your shoulders. So I feel like I, you know, you have that, um, but it is an adjustment. And I think it's something that you have to get comfortable with, but finding out what's best for you, it doesn't also take a lot of time from your schedule and making it happen. So yeah yeah it's um i've never worn a vest um i i've always had to think about weight weight as in actual weight when i'm running like how much mm -hmm. something weighs i don't like a whole a lot of stuff on me that's mm -hmm. why i like i said i do the the route so i just carry a hand um uh water bottle and i just refill it as i go because I, I don't think i could do a vest something on me so that's that's mm -hmm. definitely an adjustment Yes, for sure. It is definitely an adjustment. She, my client wore it one time and was, you know, I was like, give it a call, give it another time or two to see if your body can adjust. <laughs> but it is an adjustment. Um, but not only that, but just making sure that you're fueling enough, like fuel is so important and just kind of explaining to her, you know, as you increase your miles, more protein, more carbs, ensuring that you have the energy, vitamin D in your system, um, you know, just having enough of those things to be able to power through and fueling consistently and staying in front of the wall. Like what people are like, Oh, I bonked. And it's like, because you probably waited too long to refuel or to get a gel or whatever your nutrition of choice is. A lot of times mm -hmm. people are like, well, I didn't feel like it at mile four. And it's like, even if you don't feel like it, you got to get in front of the nutrition so that you can store it so that you don't hit the wall. And that's, what's the biggest thing and the important thing when it comes to, to long running. True. That's def very, very true. I, I actually, myself, I'm needing to get a supply of gels because, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't really run anything long in a long time. So I really don't even have any, have any gels. So I need to, mm. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a Martin girl, a Morton girl. So I have a stash already together, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> ready to go. I hear you. I hear you. I've, I've never tried that. I'll probably just stick with you know, my regular ones. Um, I'm not a huge gel person. I don't probably take them as much, um, as directed, but mm -hmm. I definitely always want some on me. Um, yeah. you know, for when I'm running. 
So I have found that I can't do goos anymore. When I first started running distance, I used to do goo and it tore my stomach up. Like the first couple of times I was good, but then I had to transition over. So ever since I've been doing Morton, it's been, it's been fine. Um, and I've also done like just whole foods. Like I know there's been times where I was training. I want to say that was my second marathon. I was training and I went to a gas station. I think either I didn't have a gel or forgot or had taken it. And I just grabbed a, a bag of jelly, a, a bag of gummy worms, and I, ate, oh, okay. you know, I ate some of those, um, which is another source of energy. And that's what people also don't realize is that you don't have to have the fancy gels. Like you can graham crackers, pretzels, you know, you know, your candies, your sweetest fish, your gummy bears. Like those things have the sugar and the carb intake that you may need um, to be able to get it. Now you may have to ingest a little bit more than a gel, but they can give you the same source of energy. So, um, so what do you eat before you run? Do you eat anything before you run? Yeah. So usually I eat, um, either toast with peanut butter and banana or a rice cake with peanut butter, banana is usually my go-to or I'll do an Eggo waffle with peanut butter on it. So something that's simple, cause I don't really like to eat before I run, but something I have, when I have to get something on my stomach, when I know like now when I'm long running, Something mm. that is quick for me to kind of eat down, but it's also not heavy. I know some people do oatmeal and all that. I just can't do all that in the morning. Like it just does not work for me. Yeah, I used to do the uh, I can't remember what it called. It's it's one of those uh, goo companies that does a waffle, and I yes. can't remember who it is Are now. You yeah, so I, I I usually do those before mm -hmm. a long run. Um, I'm not a big peanut butter. So I know they always say, "Oh, this would peanut." No, I'm not a big I love peanut, peanut butter. butter. Uh -uh. I've never, you know, I don't even like Reese's. I've never liked peanut butter when I was a kid. Um, so I'm not a big peanut butter, but those waffles have really always been good to me because it doesn't mess with my stomach. And it gives you that energy, you know, when you're doing double digits. Yeah, definitely, definitely so. Because what people don't realize <clears throat> is, so if you carb load in the evening before a race, I feel like I'm on my coaching tip today on this, <laughs> this, uh, this episode. But if you are carb loading the night before a race, say you eat dinner at eight, if you sleep until the next morning, all of that food that you use has has it's not fully digested, but you yeah. still have some glycogen, glycogen stores from whatever carbon proteins that you may have eaten. But it's it's still something you want to have an extra little bit in the morning to kind of fuel you through. So even on my short runs, like if I do 5Ks or something short in the mornings, I use the Nature Valley. It's not Nature Valley. Nature's Bakery. They have like fig bars that I'll take. Um, so I'll eat those. And those are something that's really quick. I can't even feel that I've ate them on my stomach, but I'll use that as well. So, yeah. And also I'm a coffee drinker beforehand. Oh yeah. I'll be using the bathroom if I drink coffee beforehand. Well, that's why I drink it uh, to get it out of the way. Like, yeah, let's get this, let's drink this coffee in the morning, get this out of the way. So I can go ahead and so do this run. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I usually usually get a cup of coffee and and on the long runs I'll do one of those waffles. Good. Yep, yep, yep. So since our long runs are increasing, there's been some conversation. I feel like my timeline is nothing but like marathon tips right now because it's obviously fall marathon training season. But I've been seeing a lot of people talk about the diminishing return on running over three hours, like meeting your training training sessions. Mm -hmm. So say, for instance, basically anybody that runs an 11 minute mile or um, longer, um, they if they the time they get to your 14, 15, after 14, uh, 14 miles, they're running for three hours or more. 
And there's some coaches out there that say that they would not allow their clients to run for over three hours. However, we also know that most training plans try to get you up to a 20 miler or a 22 miler, which causes people to be out doing training runs four and five. And for some people, six hours, they're going to yeah. be out there doing training runs. Um, and so something that I explained to somebody was there's, there's different perspectives on the diminished return. Like I definitely understand a lot of people say that basically your body is not getting any anaerobic fitness from running longer than three hours. So there's not really a benefit or, or to a benefit to you on running longer three hours, meaning there's not really a fitness intake that you're getting. However, for me, there is a time on the feet intake that you're getting or benefit that you're getting. So if you are a person that runs 11 minute mile or longer, you're definitely going to need to learn to be on your feet for four, five, six, seven hours, whatever that is. And so when your training runs, you need to be able to learn, okay, how does it feel to be moving for this amount of time and, and having time on your feet? Now, some coaches will transition it and they'll say, all right, I don't want you being out for longer than three hours. So let's break up your long run. So let's do a piece in the, on Saturday and let's do another long run on Sunday. So they'll do a double back to back. Or they will increase your volume during the week. So they may have, you may have longer long runs during the week along with your long runs on the weekends. Um, and then some people may transition it to time-based. Um, and then some people would just say max out at a lower, lower amount of miles, which I don't think is good for your body, especially if there's a time on your feet thing. But for me, what I still do is I, I definitely go out. I do longer than three hour long runs because I want the time on my feet. So I just thought that I would bring that up. I've been seeing it kind of swishing around on social a lot as far as, you know, being able to do that three hour threshold. But I think it's it's something to think about. And it also is depending upon the coach that you choose, you should be cautious of that because some coaches will tell you if you can't run your long runs or your distance under three hours or four hours, maybe you should wait to become a marathoner or wait to be to, to get into the marathon distance. And I don't think that that's fair just because it may take you longer to complete the distance doesn't mean that you shouldn't go for the goal. So just be cognizant when you're out here choosing, choosing your, uh, your coaches that their philosophy on your paces and the time that it will take you to finish a race is, is, is in line with yours and your goal. So. Yeah, because, um, uh, you know, the Hanson uh, training plan doesn't do 20 miles. Mm -hmm. it, it caps at uh, 16. But like you said, they do a lot of long runs in the week. So mm -hmm. you're still, you know, you're still getting a lot of time on your feet, but you're not you're never doing a 20 miler. Uh, when I did do Hanson, I did do a 20 miler, though, because <laughs> it was during marathon season. So I was like, well, let me just catch on with one of these people doing 20 miles. And I right. did it anyway. So, yeah, yeah. And I think you just have to do what that what works best for you um, and your body, but also understanding what race day is going to look like. The biggest thing with training is that you need to mimic some of the things from race day. Like even for me and you, Tommy, we may need to start doing some of our long runs later in the day if we're not going to be starting a marathon until 10, 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sitting here talking to you about it, I, I, you know, I was like, yeah, that is true. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, when I'm doing a long run, I'm probably up at four in the morning. Right. I'm, I'm trying to get it done. Just trying to get mm -hmm. it over with. So, yeah, you are yeah. correct about that. Yeah. So that you can adapt to it. And of course, during the 
the fall in New York, it's going to be chillier. So I know that we try to get earlier in the morning so that we can beat the heat. Um, but you also want to be acclimated just in case it is a warm day in New York. You never know. Yeah. You, yeah. I, I pray not, but you know, you, you never know. It might be, um, just one of those freak days, uh, where, exactly. One of them freak days and you out there, and, you know, and of course, I mean, I mean, I have enough experience and know my body well enough to go, okay, it's one of those days. Uh, I'm not pushing this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy, right. you know, this tour of New York and finish and get my medal. Right. Right. Definitely. Well, 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 Tommy, um, I know that we've been talking a lot about training. Um, I am so excited. Lululemon, y'all know that we are all about the Lululemon 10K that is taking place on October 22nd here in Atlanta. We are so excited. This week is week one of 10K training. Now, if you listen to Myrna Valerio's episode, episode 115 that we recorded a couple weeks ago that is now live on our platform. She talked about running the race and what she's excited to have, what she's excited to have happen. Um, And she's excited to be pacing the back of the pack. So this week, if you have registered for the race, Lululemon dropped an amazing 10K training plan. It's a 10-week training plan getting you prepared for the 10K, the 6.2 miles that we're going to be doing through Atlanta. And Tommy, it's a pretty good pretty good training plan yeah um i did take a, a look at i mean of course we're in the middle of marathon training so we'll um, everything gets kind of incorporated into that but yeah if, if this is a um a, a major race for you as far as this is one that you're training toward it's a great mm-hmm. training plan right definitely so they definitely have you know they explain the time and the effort they have mindfulness um events and yoga And they want to, if you are in Atlanta, they also are connecting you with local fitness opportunities that are within Atlanta from the Beltline to different yoga studios here. They also highlighted a lot of local spotlights, meaning your restaurants that are in the area that you can go get coffee or refuel or a good carb load. If you might, if you feel like you might need that good food spots that you might want to do it. Um, Days that you can just have a free roll, meaning whatever your body feels like. Um, low impact workout, speed, tempo, they mixed it all in there. So I'm really excited to have this plan. I'm definitely going to be printing it out because I think whoever made this plan did an amazing job. Um, I definitely think it's a, it's a really good, a really good plan to look at. And of course they added speed work and hill work in there because (laughs) we're running in Atlanta. Exactly. You, you better do some hill work if you're running in Atlanta. Yes. Yes, Most definitely. For sure. For sure. (laughs) So yes. Definitely, if you have not registered, definitely go out and register for the Lululemon 10K. Again, the Atlanta race is happening October 22nd, 2022. We are really excited about that. And if you are in Houston or close or you want to fly out to Houston, that race is happening on November 13th of this year. So definitely check it out as well. So Yes, most definitely. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for, for all of it. I'm ready for the Lululemon 10K. I'm ready for the ATL Relay. Um, yes, those are, oh, and the race, don't forget about the race now, October 1st. 1st, So I got quite a few, um, good training runs, um, set up for myself before I I get to New York. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. Um, Are you running the half or the 5k for the, for the race? For the race, I would run the half because it's, it's 10 one. So that's a month out. So I probably need to do it anyway. You probably do. Yeah, I I'll probably be. Probably do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I'll, I'll do that, and then I'm also running the PNC 10 mile, which is on the 16th. Right. Um. And then at that point, I, I'll probably be tapering after that. Yep. 
So yeah. it, it it's it's going to be an interesting uh, month of October uh, mm-hmm. for me. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Got quite a few races lined up. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, I'm excited to see you next week at the ATL Relay, Tommy. Um, me and my girls will have on our matching outfits, ready to go for our relay. <laughs> I am super hype about it. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I think I'm even more excited, not only because it's me and my bridesmaids, um, but I'm also excited because this is the last year that this race will be taking place, and I'm actually kind of sad about it, um, but yeah. looking forward to it at the same time. Yes, yes, most definitely. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm always fun, you know, to see every because that's one which gets a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing you know all the running community, um, out and it's fun. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. one of the it's it's you know when Tess came up with that, it, it was mm-hmm. a great idea because you know, like you, you're getting together with your girls. You know, you know, pack mm-hmm. of dudes. You know, they put together a team. I mean, you know, throughout the history of that one. Um, I've seen quite a few rivalries between, you know, mixed teams yes. as well as, you know, men against men, women against women teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys, um, as I recall, um, uh, BMR, uh, Black Men Run, they put together a celebrity team. Like they went and, you know, pulled guys from, you know, different states. They're fastest guys from different states so they could try to win it. So right. it's it's been fun, you know, throughout the year. So it, it definitely, definitely will be missed. Definitely so. And I'm hoping that some people pull together some amazing, some good teams like that this year, because I think it'll just be a good time and a good turnout. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yes, indeed. Well, India, now, of course, if they want to get in touch with you to, you know, drop some hints on what to do as far as getting to the starting line in New York City, or if they want to give you some parenting tips. Um... Disclaimer, <laughs> I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Well, maybe they want to give you some tips on how to get pregnant. You know, they give you those too. So if they want to get in touch with you to do that, how would they do that? Yes, you can hit me up on Instagram at I of Indigo Runs, and that's E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. So I of Indigo Runs. Um, you can also hit me up on my um, website, mouseprintmedia.com. You can hit that content or, con- con- sorry. <laughs> so you can contact me there. Um, I am on Facebook at India Cook uh, as well. So, And you can get me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com or on tmitch68 at um, Instagram or, you know, of course, Strava. Always, you know, I'll throw that in there. Follow me on Strava. Um, I enjoy the interaction on Strava. Um, yeah. And, you know, liking y'all runs and y'all liking my runs, I, I do actually enjoy that. That's, that's truly a great running platform. That's good. I had to pull back on Strava because I felt like uh, I had some type stuff. Well, just, yeah, yeah, people get crazy. Yeah. In today's world, I ain't, I ain't mad at you. In today's yeah, world, you, I had to pull back on Strava, especially as a female, and sometimes yeah. I do run in the same places often. So, but Strava is great for all for everyone else. But just <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, be careful. Be, be careful. careful. Yeah. But all right, guys. <laughs> it, we will see y'all in two weeks. Um, I guess in two. Yeah, it'll be after the relay, so we'll be able to talk about that. Yes. Um, on our next episode but y'all have a great two weeks and we'll talk to you then bye guys